Club Club. Let's go. <laughs> hey. Patrick's Let's been go. saying, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. I'm here with my best bro, Hannah. <laughs> also joined. Let's bro out together, guys. Best bro. Let's bro Zatch. out. How are you doing, Zach? Let's go. And we're also joined by super smart, <laughs> handsome, engineer I think this extraordinaire. Is you, Patrick. Wait, he doesn't get to be a bro? Number one in your hearts. I don't know what else to say. He also chose the album for this week. Patrick, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe one fact that the audience might not know. Um, and then also introduce the album afterwards. You can't use the twin brother thing because we already had your twin brother on as a We've guest. We've already given that one away. We're waiting on you, Pat. <laughs> one fact about myself. I don't know. There's not really that much interesting to share. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll share. Patrick actually has six toes on just his left foot. Not true, but that would be interesting uh, if that was true. Hmm. You want to introduce the album for the week? Sure. This week we listened to the 2007 album Cryptograms by Atlanta, Georgia band Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter. Cryptograms. My greatest fear I've This wasn't their first official album, but it's the earliest one that you can still find on Spotify. I think their earlier material, they sort of are not as proud of or whatever. And this was definitely the album that kind of broke them to a larger audience. It was released on Cranky Records, which is a pretty legendary indie label in my estimation. Uh, They're known for ambient music didn't they put out like and some godspeed they've put out stuff? they put out some early godspeed stuff mm-hmm. they put out grouper they put out bowery electric stars of the lid uh le bradford stuff in that vein um when did you start listening to deer hunter i started listening to them right around when this album came out uh that was when i was in college and i grew up in atlanta and went to college in atlanta so being into music indie music i guess uh, at that time living in atlanta deer hunter was a name that you heard a lot because they were starting to get national attention at that time and mm-hmm. they were pretty buzzy they would play shows somewhat frequently in the area as well as well as touring nationally so um bit of a no-brainer yeah i think i may have originally come into contact with them through wrek the radio station at georgia tech where i did some DJing from time to time. <laughs> they had this album there on CD. Did you ever see them locally or anything? I've seen them, yeah, a number of times uh, and definitely several times in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We've seen them in Boston, I think just once. I was thinking about this earlier, trying to remember. We saw them at Royale, I mm-hmm. think in like 2015 or 2016. Um, and then, yeah, you've definitely seen them more than me, Patrick, but I saw them in Atlanta a couple times. Yeah. I don't think I saw them right when this album came out or anything it was maybe a couple years later when i saw them for the first time yeah so why did you pick this one specifically uh this one i think is all their albums are interesting and they all sound very different in my opinion they sort of play around with different genres and different styles this one if you had to pick one album I think this is an interesting one to do just because it's sort of their earliest, some of their earlier work and some of their more experimental work, perhaps. And 
I don't know, I just think this is a really good album. I think a lot of their albums are good, though. Um, Hannah and I were listening to some of their rest of their discography this week, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of thinking, oh, I should have picked this album. I should have picked that album. I'm listening to the other ones, but <laughs> for some reason, I um, thought you picked Microcastle, and I kept wanting to listen to that album. Mm-hmm. I, I kept having to go to the chat and looking at the album. That's why I do that, that so posted. that like yeah. no one gets yeah. confused. And I was like, which which year was it? Especially with a band like this that does, they don't have a massive discography, but it's, you know, bigger than average, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a little more background info on Deer Hunter. They're fronted by Bradford Cox, uh, who is a fairly interesting character, I would say. I don't know how much you guys know about him, but he... I looked up zero things about this band, actually. So Bradford Cox is known for just being sort of, like in interviews, he's very sort of combative with the interviewers and kind of <laughs> just says like whatever he wants and isn't really like friendly to their questions necessarily <laughs> like yeah. he'll just say stuff like an interview i was reading recently they asked him that he their most recent album they recorded in marfa texas actually and nice someone asked him did marfa did being in marfa the environment there influence the sound of the album and he was like you want the honest truth? The album was already written when I got on the plane. Like, <laughs> so it's like, you know, just not really playing into like the typical, like, yeah, no, expected like, answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and he's also just an interesting person because he identifies as queer and has identified as asexual in the past. And, and he says that he's still a virgin at age 40. Um, he sort of claims that he lives in ascetic lifestyle, like he he doesn't do drugs or alcohol, but he just seems like a very sort of like, he's had a tough life um, in many aspects, uh, like with medical issues growing up and... Yeah, and I think like bullying and yeah. stuff. And and so like he seems like a bit of a too. tortured soul mm-hmm. uh, to an yeah. extent, but but I think he's found, you know, some level of peace in, in his life. He seems like he's... A relatively happy person yeah the, uh, um, the only thing i did actually see about this band was for some reason when i looked them up it was like a a related article was them talking about how they're seen as like a psychedelic band but none of them do drugs so they think it's kind of <laughs> funny that like everyone tells them that like yeah man i take like mushrooms and listen to your music and he's like oh, i don't know anything about that <laughs> yeah that sounds about right yeah. I've always been sort of just drawn to Bradford Cox. Um I feel like he's just a unique artist and has a unique point of view. And mm. I'm just always kind of interested to hear what he has to say on various topics, artistic or otherwise. Um Yeah, definitely. And I think he makes interesting music, even if sometimes I don't always necessarily like find all of his output musically like I don't necessarily love everything that he's done musically, but I always find it interesting, even if I don't necessarily think it's something that I'll return to a lot. Um, And always kind of like feel like it has some artistic merit or something. I don't know. Let's have somebody describe the sound of the album. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking maybe Hannah. Okay. Um, So yeah, this album, it's indie rock. It's very, you know, it has its very like ambient and atmospheric moments. It has like its noise moments. You know, and then it just has like its really good, like repetitive guitar parts. But overall, I would say it's, you know, fairly atmospheric, but also still guitar driven at times. Um, And most of the vocals on this album are kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of them, they're kind of like shrouded in like different effects. You know, you like can't necessarily like understand what's being said. compared to some of their like later releases that have like just more like straightforward singing in the lore surrounding this album 
Bradford, in interviews, Bradford Cox has claimed that he had like a bad cold at the time when they recorded vocals oh, for this album. And that contributes to why they sound weird. And like, <laughs> they always thought they would go back and re-record them, but they never did. And that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, huh. I didn't know that. That's interesting. But yeah, so that's pretty much how I would describe it. Does anyone want to add anything? I think you did a perfect job, Hannah. I can't wait to hear your musical edit. That makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, now now you can like cater your response to that. I know, to be like, edit, well, what so. part is he going to put here? <laughs> there we go. I have maybe a little bit to add, but let, let's go around and get people's impressions first. Um, sure. Let's start with Zach. I'm interested to see what Zach thought of this. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a great EP because I liked the first seven songs <laughs> were like, perfect uh seven. And let me see what that corresponds to I, it ends at um re, is it red ink is that okay is that okay so you're title? first half of the album guy yeah i i love that and then the second half was just okay like i on a re-listen i would say i skipped most of the ambient stuff just to be honest like the intro was cool i get it but those three tracks in the beginning um which the names are currently escaping me. Let me let me look. Cryptograms, them up. like yes. Somerset and Octet, probably. Octet, yeah. Of, yeah. Those are awesome, like bass driven. Drum driven as well. Like the mm -hmm. drum performance on this album is really good. like a hugest fan of the way they ended up sounding i think the drums sound a little muted i don't it, know if it's it a playing relatively low budget recording i think yeah i see i don't know if it's a playing style or was it actual you know the the mixing like an intentional choice um it would have been nice to hear like some bigger drum sounds but obviously if you can't afford that then you can't afford it but yeah um, it, deer hunter's never really a huge drum sound band yeah for better or for worse well, yeah, it's interesting though because their their drummer's really good. And that, he is, yeah. Like the first half of the album, I would say, is like rhythmically driven, mm -hmm. and maybe that's why I like it. Like mm -hmm. good bass riffs, like very very dirty bass tone, which I'm always down for. And <laughs> then the guitar is like very like ethereal, mm -hmm. and just kind of in the background. Like I, that first song, the Cryptograms. I think that he's playing like three notes total the entire song. Yeah, like on the guitar. <laughs> and then the second half is a little more guitar driven and i think that's where it like it became a little too samey to me where like it was like oh it's an indie rock band you know not that it was bad per se it was just like that first half of the album set me up for like crazy things i was like super stoked to hear mm -hmm. how they were gonna take this and like build upon it but i think they i don't know if it was like a this is a separate session or like we wrote these it songs, was like, a, a separate later. session yeah okay that does make sense so it's yeah. like two. It was like two EPs. They slammed together. Kinda, yeah. That's cool. It, it's interesting that you kind of immediately picked up on that. I mean, it's obvious when you listen to it that it kind of has this break in this transition. Yeah. But like, it's a it's a, like a feature of the album that gets talked about a lot. It's interesting. The first half versus the second half, and people tend to like one or the other <laughs> better. Um, <laughs> we make like T-shirts of like whatever team we're on. Yeah. yeah. Team first yeah. half. Team second. Half. I think. I, it, it went both ways, but I think the general critical consensus was that the second half was better, and maybe just because it's more cool. accessible. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I, I get. But a that. lot of people like the first half too. Yeah, and I personally like them both. I think they have their have their merits, both of them. But definitely, well, it'll be an easy uh, episode for us to wrap up because we each will just say if we're a first half or second <laughs> half guy. That's right. <laughs> So All right, I'm passing the ball. Hold on, Zach. Did you okay. like the ambient ones or not? Because I feel like you um, said you did, but then you said you ended up skipping those on your yeah. I, in like in overall listening to the album, I did skip them like the second time through. I I don't know if I liked them or not. Okay. Um, I, you also only had six days to listen to it. So. That's true. We did have one less day to listen to it, <laughs> and I kept thinking I was listening to Microcastle or whatever. <laughs> Were you familiar with this band already, Zach? A little bit. I. Were you didn't Babe I, open for this band in Tyler? Were you uh, in yeah, Babe but still? I was not. I was not in the band at that okay. point. I did go to that show though. I think. Yeah, I think I was at that show. So I 
I'd seen them live apparently. Mm-hmm. I never really got too into their music. I'm a fan of the other the Deer Hunter. Um the the wrong the deer hunter the fake one uh, <laughs> i'm really not a fan of that band to be honest i mean i yeah. haven't checked out their discography extensively but from what i've heard it's, it's not for me you know this, I, is, this is weird but in my head like the deer hunter and me without you are interchangeable bands they're entirely i don't bands, think they are i know is, but, which is funny <laughs> but i'm just saying in my head sure. i think of them they like, like the same, the same like, spot they're like i could both have this corniness to them that's not that cool corniness I don't know. <laughs> says the king's x fan <laughs> that's right that's right slam sure. um well i was a big fan of the receiving and of sirens which casey krasinsko of deer hunter like that his side project deer hunter uh, yes of the deer hunter the deer <laughs> hunter was his side project when he was in that band so the deer hunter at that time was like a small thing that he ended up quitting the receiving and of sirens for gotcha um, so good post hardcore band if you're if you ever listen to that album the first one don't listen to anything else not my post hardcore you have to pick it for us <laughs> to force us to listen to it okay sorry who were you throwing it to zach when i interrupted you oh uh I, i'll throw it to james because he he called uh two of my favorite bands corny so me without you without you less so uh <laughs> i feel almost like the opposite to zach so <laughs> i guess i'm a second half guy huh <laughs> I I liked it. I think um, I was kind of approaching it two ways. So I felt like from an objective point of view, I, I try not to look up the album like I know who Bradford Crocs is. I have pretty much, you know, all their all their albums. I think I skipped Monomania. I don't have that in my library, mm-hmm. but everything else I have. I've put the most mileage by far on Fading Frontier mm-hmm. when it came out in 2015, The mm-hmm. Fading Frontier. So maybe that that's just some context for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> on what I like about Deer Hunter. So I had not listened to this album before. My impression of it was that I imagine that it got very, very, very good reviews. It was, yeah, it was considered and a good album at the time. My take on that was that because you can tell that this band has some very highly regarded influences. And the bands I'm thinking of are stuff like Kraftwerk, New, Can. Crot rock stuff, but I yeah. also hear stuff like throbbing gristle, which is like some in, almost pre proto industrial stuff. Yeah, I think you make a really good point there about the sort of it being influenced by bands like Kraftwerk or something like that, where it's like the first half of the album, especially this the way a lot of the songs are constructed is almost like as if it was being done with like a, a rudimentary sequencer, but they're just playing yeah. the instruments instead. Right, um, right. It was an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so that's me, like, trying to be objective about it. Like, so objectively, I think, like, yeah, it's a great, solid album. Subjectively, I would just, like, get, the, get rid of the intro, start with cryptograms, skip the next four songs, and then just start from Spring Hall <laughs> Convert to the end. And that'd be my my release, you know. But I just, like, think about it. Like, just that's just, like, me being ornery and, like, not expecting it to be that kind of album. mm like, I think, like, when you put on a Brian Eno record, you know it's an ambient release or something. Like, my body is prepared for that. But if I put this on, I was expecting, like, some dream pop songs. Or something, you know what I mean? And it got a lot more pop P yeah. poppy as they went on. <laughs> sure. And then the other thing, too, that holds me back is, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, psych pop or psych rock. And there was a, a that I felt like this was kraut rock, like an ode to kraut rock with a dash of psych pop and psych rock mixed in like a love letter to that stuff and so i thought execution wise it was great but just particularly like what i love it doesn't like you know get my motor going you know <laughs> but i still liked it can, can we just t- call this uh podcast i feel the opposite of zach just, <laughs> just change the name i expected this i expected this such especially when i heard the bass tones on some of those sounds those songs yeah. like there are some really really good bass riffs and bass tones i was like zach's gonna that's all i care about Honestly, like, for for those songs, that's all I listened to. I was like, I forgot there were other instruments going on. So, yeah, like, I would, like, listen to this and be like, man, this is really, really good. But I don't know if I would, um, how often I would return to it just based off of, like, personal taste. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain. Yeah, like, I, I, I have that sometimes where I, like, think, like, man, that album was awesome. But then, like, a year later, I'm thinking, like, I, I thought this album was great, but I still haven't, like, gone back to listen to it very often. 
you know, when that happens. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, so um, I'm a big fan of Deer Hunter. Um, you know, I've listened to them since college as well. Um, and this is one of their albums that I've listened to the most. Um, I've probably listened to their releases with like not overall decreasing frequency, like when they come out, but like, I think my most listened to releases by them are this Halcyon digest and micro castle probably. And then like the newer ones, I like have not listened to much at all. Is, so that's why Halcyon it's interesting. Like, fading frontier. You would like that one. Yeah. I know. I remember listening to it and be like, man, this album's amazing. But still, I still yeah. return to uh, Fading Retreat more often. Uh, I was just curious, what's like their most, like on what their rating music score? Like what's the highest rate? I don't, I don't, know. I don't look at rating music, but on Spotify, most of the top tracks are from Halcyon Digest. Yeah, that's what oh, I would really. expect. That was um, like this, the most buzzworthy album they put out, right? Like, I feel like that was everywhere when it came out. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think this album's really good. I mean, it's hard for me to say if I'm like a first half or second half guy because um, <laughs> i do you just be like i do just you like be a middle thing. you know like the very center of the album <laughs> yeah, yeah. nothing else yeah, um, just track seven or whatever yep that's my, that's for me red ink i feel like deer hunter is one of those bands where like pretty much all my favorite like if i had to list like my favorite deer hunter songs they are just the more like pop kind of just like straightforward ones which i guess would like make me like a second half guy but then i kind of like don't think about them in that way where it's like i do just like think of the albums as like a whole you know where it's kind of like a you know it's more than the sum of its parts type thing so i don't know like i just feel like you kind of just like need the whole context of the album in a way or maybe you don't need it because like i think mm -hmm. they have really good singles you know and like standalone tracks but you know i enjoy listening to like, usually when I listen to Deer Hunter, like, I listen to a full album. Um, like, I just think all the, like, ambient stuff and, like, weird stuff, you know, adds a lot. And I, don't... I do think it makes the payoff of the second half better yeah, maybe when that's you've like gone a through the first better way to put it. half of the album. Um, yeah. If you are a second half person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just, you know, kind of on, like, a personal note, I mean, I, you know, went to school in Atlanta as well and, you know, just kind of you know, saw deer hunter some. So they're just kind of like a nostalgic band for me, you know, just cause like when I was getting into, you know, indie music, like they were, you know, one of the big bands for sure. Um, you know, so I haven't like perfectly kept up with them and, you know, I don't always listen to them a ton still, but yeah, good album. Did any of you guys think of uh, dive when you listened to this at any points? I was wondering if anyone would bring up the uh, S word. I didn't want to say it to bias Zach, but um No, I thought about it, don't worry. <laughs> That's just, why do you think I skipped some tracks? Yeah. S I don't S word S word being shoegaze. Ugh. Oh uh, I thought so, you were saying snarky. I was like, is it no, no, no. I think what avoided that label is the fact that like the like the it. The fact that, that you like yes, it. that's that's the only thing. <laughs> well, I don't think the guitars really necessarily fit shoegaze. I mean, they they are effects driven. And kind of like Yeah, I mean, we like reverbed said, out. Yeah. Tore the vocals. But it's it's I, less it, it it is a bit different than like what you would normally think of as shoegaze. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. It's not like the driving force behind the guitar sound of like, it's not like 30 delay pedals, like looping, you know? Yeah. One know. thing about Deer Hunter 2, which I haven't really thought this through, so maybe I can think of counterexamples after I say this, but <laughs> I feel like they're the kind of band where a lot of times they're like ambient and kind of like weirder parts are like really short. And then sometimes they like the parts that they do extend like on a song or like the more like rocking parts, which is like kind of funny to me. Yeah. The, the ambient tracks on this album are fairly long, but yeah, I, I agree don't with you. ever really like think they're that long though. They they go by they they don't feel too tedious. I agree. Yeah, uh, I I'm yeah I tend to agree that uh, I mean I'm kind of with James that like I don't know sometimes 
I feel like if I put this album on in the background, then I get bored with the ambient tracks because like, that's I don't know. exactly how I would feel about it. But, but exactly if I'm sitting there it. listening to it straight up, like paying attention to it, then I really enjoy having those ambient tracks there and I enjoy going through that journey with them. Yeah, something about the, uh, you know, it's like a swirling feel mm-hmm. to, that, to, that, to those tracks. And uh, when I'm in- listening intently I, and on headphones, I enjoy it a lot more than if I've got it on in the background in a room. Mm-hmm. is interesting because i feel like normally (laughs) like an instrumental style thing it lends itself to the background stuff i uh i really enjoyed the water sounds with at the end of (laughs) providence yeah like that was the moment i was like hey this is kind of cool they're in there a few times right Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of were you done hannah or yeah yeah i've kind of i guess already said a lot but a couple more things to add. Um, I mean, obviously, I like this album a lot since I picked it. Um, well, maybe someone obvious, will pick an yeah. album that they don't like at some point. Um, <laughs> that would be interesting. But, yeah, I, I agree with Zach on the bass tone and the bass playing on the first half of the album. Very good. Very big part of why I like this album. And their bassist at the time was a guy named Josh Fauver, who unfortunately passed away uh, several years ago. It's not, there were never really any details released of why uh, or how he passed away. He wasn't um, still in Deer and Hunter. And he at had the left point. Deer Hunter yeah. a few years before that. Um, I'm not really sure why, but I always really, really liked his playing throughout the albums that he was on. He's kind of always doing those groovy bass lines that uh, like really drive the song forward. Which is important for an ambient album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I, if I had to come down on one side, I'd probably say I'm a second half person. But I do really enjoy the first half of the album, too, especially the song Cryptograms. Um, yeah. Yep. But just like, like Spring Hall Convert to me is like one of Deer Hunter's best songs. I just think it's a really emotional, I love when the, good song. Know, the, the four to the floor uh, drum beat. On that song is really cool. I like that section. On Spring Hall Convert? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the buildup of that song is, like, really good. Um, like, it's kind of subtle, but but I just, like, really like the way it builds up. And I also really like the line, I walk around like a walker. <laughs> <laughs> the Beyonce Whoa. line. What other songs do you guys like? Zach already um, touched on some of them, but I yeah. like Hazel I, Street a lot. Is that the last one? No, no, it's no, no. track ten. Sec- track ten. Oh, okay, I like that one too. It's um, it's got that. I like how it starts out with the slow version of the bass line. They pick up the tempo when they start the song for real. Uh, and it's kind of, this whole song is based around that bass line, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like that one has like a nice nostalgic vibe and it like feels like a very personal song. cryptograms really good yeah i really like cryptograms the things i like about cryptograms uh it does it a couple times but like at 203 it's like the part where they're coming out of the chorus and they're like about to do the verse again it's sort of like the pre-verse thing yeah, but there's like, a subtle drum change. The drum, yeah, does that down. subtle change, yeah, where it goes, it like slows down and they're like, okay, yeah, also, let's get back into the verse. Um, I also really like the chorus, like the, especially the first 
quote unquote chorus. It's just like wordless vocals essentially. sounds like Bradford's like being transformed or something like that you know like uh, it's, uh, like yeah um, he's just like chugging cold medicine <laughs> probably more accurate trying to get over his cold I'm yeah. gonna pick a track from the first half because I don't want Zach to feel left out uh the bass the, the intro bass line in like Somerset I do yeah. like Lake Somerset too. Is that the one that has like a has the very you, aggressive you do, bass at the beginning? He's got those like bass chords in like the mm -hmm. chaotic part. Is that it's either that one or octet? No, I can't. I also liked sure. Providence too. The little guitar thing that was repeating. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was nifty. Apparently, that is a shout out to uh, Providence, Rhode Island, on that one too. Oh, the story nice. on that one was apparently Bradford was mad at his band, and when they were on tour and in Providence, Rhode Island, and he took a walk to cool off, and the idea for this song came to him while he was doing that. <laughs> like wow. basically, he said the idea was to have, make a song that felt like being isolated or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> We're pretty much naming every song here, but like um, <laughs> Strange Lights, I also really like a lot. Um, I yep. think I read that that one actually Lockett Punt wrote, who's the other guitarist who I think is a childhood friend or at least a longtime friend. From of high, they met Bradford in high school, Cox. I believe. Yeah. Um, and they're sort of like in the whole mythology of Deer Hunter, like this whole thing surrounding Lockett Punt where like he's the sort of like... The nice one. Nice counterpart <laughs> to bradford cox's abrasiveness and it seems somewhat true to an extent i mean it's an oversimplification but um this is probably the one of the shoegazier tracks on the album um but i really just like the like wholesome theme mm -hmm. of it of like just friendship and like walking's half the fun yeah walking's half the fun <laughs> and, and and like less lonely for the ride talking about just having someone to like just be less lonely through the ride through life you know and sonically it really does kind of sound like it captures the vibe i think of walking into the sun <laughs> which they mentioned there um yeah. Isn't that kind of what like Octet is about to you? Like, is it? It seems like very like dreamlike and yeah, and about walking into the sun. <laughs> Maybe that's the theme of the album. No one like. What did Heatherwood. you guys think of? That was the... one of my favorites. Yeah, I was just about to say, what did you guys think of Heatherwood? Yeah, like it's it. not one of my favorites, but I do like it. I think the song that song has a different vibe to it the whole rest of the album which makes it a I was good gonna closer say, for the album um yeah it's like the one song in the second half i enjoyed so <laughs> i feel like that song dude. sounds like more it has more of a detached point of view it seems to me where, where the other ones seem to be more of a kind of in it point of view mm -hmm. um and i think i think that mostly because of the just sort of the way the vocals are sung um in that kind of like more even way it's like Almost more deadpan like, or yeah something. a little bit more deadpan mm -hmm. yeah there was another band that i keep we wanting to cite that like reminded me of this album and i cannot think of the name of them for the life of me. The guy who lives above the coffin shop, Zatch. Well, I can't remember his name either. Oh, Adam? Adam. He always loved them and he would talk about them when they released a new album. 
And you you want to narrow it down anymore? Or? I mean, I just thought maybe you would think of he he would post about it on Facebook all the time, so I thought maybe you, that would come I don't to know. Your mind, but at times, um, anyway. some of the first half of the album reminded me of like some early Mute Math. Hmm. I don't know how much oh. you guys got into that band. I only have the the big the big album. The big album, okay. The the one that has their hit on it. The one that has typical on it. Yep. Yeah, it's some of it is kind of like dated and cheesy, like christian rock sounding but uh they tyler they band definitely, mute math tyler band kind of yeah um, a little bit they they lived here darren lived here because he's married to one of the isley girls um, i see i think they moved though but uh when he lived here dan used to take drum lessons from him which wow. is pretty cool he's a very very good drummer um and that's probably what part of it like mute math has a they're very drum driven drum and bass driven sort of indie rock i mean i guess they're not as indie rock as uh deer hunter but i'll have to revisit they, that that mute math record mm-hmm. that was their first full length i didn't realize that yeah it's good it's uh they put on a good live show deer hunter puts on a very good live show they do bradford actually, cox I think, is like a very um, captivating performer yes. yeah like you, you can't take your eyes off him kind of deal yeah i've seen them in a, in a number of times the maybe my favorite time was um I have a confession to make the, regarding that, but go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the Micro Castle release show um, at Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. It was just like the they had s- set up like with the light people at the venue or something to like just have the craziest lights during that show. Where like, and, and that album's open opens with that real like shoegazy like thing and like mm-hmm. whatever that track is. I forget the That's name right, of it. But yeah. was that a spaceship? uh something like that yeah um and the lights are just like going crazy during that like and and it kind of continued throughout the entire show um and it was just like a really fun experience to hear that that's actually um, what those and the instrumental ambient tracks reminded me of is mm -hmm. they sounded like like show openers or like between songs like here's the here's the ambient like yeah tracks we're gonna put on over the PA while we change 40 guitars and tune and <laughs> yeah get our third drummer on stage. I don't know. There's another really good show we saw. Hannah and I yeah, saw them, but uh, Hannah had an issue with that show. I did have an issue with that show. Um, so yeah, we saw them. There was this um, venue in Atlanta called iDrum, and it was just a sort of like underground, just kind of like beloved type place i guess i think this might be the only show only show i ever went there so i wasn't you know super hip to it but that place was getting shut down and so they're just doing this like big show as like kind of their last hurrah and it was deer hunter black lips and someone else um i, I can't forget who yeah i can't remember who now but yeah we like watched deer hunter and like they were awesome you know we were like standing pretty close and then when black lips started like i like don't like that band i mean i just like feel neutral i would have gone i would have left yeah we didn't leave but like i mean i feel neutral towards them so you know and like people like to act really crazy at their shows so we like you know stood like farther back um and then like all of a sudden i just like passed out it was like the weirdest thing um and like i was fine but yeah i just like passed out of the show for like locked knees passing out thing. yeah it was like for no yeah, for no apparent reason. But yeah, I think it was like I was standing with my knees locked or something. But like, luckily, there was this woman like right behind me who was like a doctor. So she was like immediately like came over to me and was like helping me and pretty much just asking me if I had like taken drugs or like was drunk, which I was not. Took all the drugs. <laughs> all, the, all the vitamins. But she like got me some water and stuff. So it was fine. Um, but yeah, it was just like very weird because like nothing like that had ever happened to me before. Yeah. If, Han- if Hannah emails you, just remember, she is high. <laughs> just the Deer Hunter set before that was really good. It was and really it was good, fun yeah. Seeing, that, seeing them in that venue because it was kind of like them playing on the floor. Right, it was like a smaller place they like than they would normally have played that at, that point. at that point. Yeah, because that was, when was that? It was probably like It was 2000. like Calcium Digest type days, I think. Yeah, I um, mean, it was, well, you and I were like already dating and we started dating in 2010. So yeah. it was like 2011 probably. Um, 2010 or 2011. Um, so yeah, it's like Halcyon Digest days. So it was a smaller venue than they normally would have played. I mean, it was kind of like they were doing it because it was like this Atlanta institution kind of type thing. Um, but Another yeah, really fun so Deer Hunter show was when they um, 
were touring with Jay Retard. And I never saw that, but together. yeah. I Rest thought that that was the Microcastle release show, was it not? No, it was a different show. Okay. Um, R.I.P. to Jay. Uh, but they also, like, Bradford Cox got this, like, legendary, like, Athens indie band from, like, the 80s called Pylon to open that show, too, which I was not familiar with them, but everyone, an awesome like, band name. was, like, really stoked that they were playing that <laughs> show because I think they were, like, reuniting or something for it. Huh. Um, Bradford, like, that's another thing. I, I don't know. I feel like Bradford Cox just has, like, he knows a lot about music and, like, has really good taste. And... When he seems to have, like, an encyclopedic knowledge yes. about a like lot of film, things. <laughs> like, if, if, experimental, like, directors and stuff. And, like, it doesn't come through so much on this album, but, like, he's very influenced by, like, vintage, like, music, I guess you would call it. But, like, music from, like, the 40s and 50s and... Um, so Patrick, could you describe this album art for us? Oh, we have it here. Oh, we got it nice it. and big oh, let me today. Take the picture. Wow. It's trippy. It's hurting my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Spin it. <laughs> so the album art is a psychedelic image that is kind of like a, this optical illusion thing. There's like pink and like grayish blue in the background and it's like sine wave type thick lines vertically going down and then superimposed on top of that is like a half transparent kind of gray spiral out design um that's like kind of crossing the design that is in the background and creating this kind of like if you cross your eyes you get kind of like vibrates a little bit or something or it looks like a vortex <laughs> um and then in the middle of it there's like a white uh deer what do you, uh, I think it's a cool album cover, but what do you think it means? <laughs> I think it kind of just evokes the sound of the album. Um, Pink swirls. Kind of that, yeah, the yeah, swirls yeah. of sound on the album. Um, the little deer. There's no, are there any cryptograms on the album cover? Not that I'm aware of. That would be really cool. Right before we started, I was just reading like a more recent um, interview with him. I'm not sure when this was but um basically the person like asked him like oh when you hear old deer hunter songs now like when you hear, hear cryptograms what do you think of it um and i'll just like read part of his response since we're talking about cryptograms but he said i like the ramshackleness of cryptograms i like the fact that there was very little ambition behind it i mean you can't honestly listen to that album and think oh here's a band that was trying to break out <laughs> which i thought was kind of like a good summary i like that take I mean, half the songs are tape loops, you know, piano strings being strummed backwards and church bells and vocal micro sampling. I used to have this technique where I would sample little snippets of vocals. I used to call it snatching. I would sing ah, 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 and snatch a little bit of all those. And so I had this chord that was looping. I look back on that stuff and think to myself, wow, man, how the hell did I ever come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go and, and read all those interviews or watch them if they're on YouTube. Mm -hmm. yeah, all, all the interviews are all very the interviews that i've read have been very interesting to read yeah seems like an intimidating character also He's just a, sort of another funny like anecdote so we talked about you know being in atlanta and there's several i only saw him once but i know yeah, patrick I several this, times yes, so would just like see him out brunching he seemed oh, to be really? very into the the like yeah. the breakfast spots and brunch spots in atlanta you would see him at various places like you saw him like when you're just out with your family and then i know you and i saw him at that one place yeah ria's blackbird or something i think was the name of it um and yeah you i mean like the the john hancock hmm? no asking for an autograph <laughs> no. asking to kiss your baby no did you ask him to walk into the sun with you mm. no <laughs> i just let him enjoy his brunch <laughs> that's good probably the best way to do it it's very courteous um all right so now's the part where we say for a first half or second half guy <laughs> yeah this is easy <laughs> we already said it. I'm so glad. Yeah, we've, the first we've said it. Satch, like, I'm the I'm the first half because I'm the only one here that wants to have a differing opinion. This is like the theme of the show is like, who is right? Is Zach right or are we wrong? You know, are we yeah. all? I don't know. That's why we need to get someone to email us right? and right? exactly. Us. We need some listener emails um, <laughs> to, to tell us once and for all. At least Who's one right? email liked an album I picked. So that's true. So everybody liked it though. Which is, uh, yeah, I think everybody liked it. I 
And that's what it it's seems just like. Which part? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like it's like Star Wars fandom, you know. Yeah. When you start to analyze it, you're like, "Well, the whole thing's good." I, I don't mm-hmm. know that we convinced Zatch that the second half was good, but um, I think yeah, I think the second half is good. It just it's not it's not as good as the first half, right? Like yeah, it's like uh, it's like getting a pizza, and like the first half is like eating it when it's delivered to you, and the second half is like two days later you microwaved it. Like it's still good. It's still pizza. It's just not as good as the. <laughs> You know, the initial fresh out of the oven. Can't microwave pizza to heat it back up. Yeah, you should always heat it up in the oven or in a dry skillet. Exactly. And that's what Deer Hunter did. They (laughs) microwaved their pizza. Which side do y'all like? Oh, I mean... I'm not really picking one, honestly. I wouldn't pick one either, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I like what a cop out. <laughs> and I think you okay. name the segment. You force us to do it. I think I'm I holding quit. two slices of pizza, Patrick. <laughs> Which one do you want? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That, I'm mad. Day, I guess, but I, I, and I honestly think the fact of the. I mean, you already said the first it, half makes this. It makes the second, the second half better. Half yeah, better. So because it's like, it's they, like you sit through the more experimental yeah. part, and then you get to the poppy part, and you're like, oh wow, this is like. This is nice, you know? Um, oh, dude, my phone did so good the whole time. just went off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's literally so easy to put your phone on silent. Like, it, it, it couldn't be easier. Like, it's just not something I think about, man. I don't pay much attention to my phone like you, you know? Get off your phone sometimes. I just leave it on silent. Take, take a breath of fresh Always. air. Just leave take it on silent. Take a look around, Satch. I mean, Pat, yeah. there's a world around you going on. Wow. Get out there and enjoy it. <laughs> With your phone on loud. <laughs> loud and proud. <laughs> You're such an old man, James. <laughs> hey, if you need me, just leave a voicemail, please. <laughs> <laughs> you love voicemails. Y'all want to do uh, some summaries, some final thoughts? Yep. Um, so I can go first. Um, I think this is a very good album. And Deer Hunter is the type of band that I do listen to them a lot, but I don't always, you know, I go through phases where sometimes I listen to them more than others. Um, but I just think that like the world's a better place for having a band like Deer Hunter in it. And I'm glad that they exist. And I'm always interested to see what they're doing. Very uplifting, Hannah. Yeah. yeah. Nice um, I, yeah. I'll go. I think this is uh, an album I'll probably not revisit in, in full again, but I will definitely throw a couple of tracks on a playlist and, uh, I'll probably try to play one or two of these songs on bass just because they sound so fun. Mm-hmm. You should um, check out some of their other albums, Zach, too. You might like them. I should. Yeah. Better. That's not Although, a bad idea. I, Micro I Castle. Know. I don't know what you would like. Yeah. it's. It, I don't really think they have any album that I would consider a perfect album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say probably Halcyon Digest, but I, I don't know. But then we, we, we tend to have differing opinions on things so. yeah <laughs> what's um, yeah tell me your least favorite deer hunter album and i'll check that one out uh the one they just put out the most recent one in 2019 okay i don't really know much about it. i listened to it one time and kind of wasn't that enthused so i didn't revisit yeah. it but honestly though i mean micro castle is really good weird era continued i actually love that album uh, it was like the bonus album that came out with micro castle but i think it might actually be better than micro castle mm. wow uh, that one always threw me off with my live music library. It's like, what is the right album art for that release? You know? Yeah, it's hard to find. Uh, so I have the same album art for both of those, which bugs me. Anyway, Monomania is not my one of my favorites either. So maybe you'd like that one. Um, but uh, Halcyon Digest is the last one with the bass player that we've been raving about. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would say I'll check, check that, that one out. One. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's good. I don't really have to listen to my next pick. So there you go. There you go. Wow. I can listen to that instead. <laughs> um, I actually did think of my summary in advance here so i'm sorry in advance but do you want to say it or i said if you uh are a fan of kaleidoscopic kraut rock or pulsating psych pop this is the album for you clearly james wanted to be the one to be called on to describe the sound and now he's just showing off because he prepared and did not get called on I didn't expect to. I didn't expect to because I thought Patrick would be cognizant of who's been picked the last right. few episodes. And yeah. I feel like I get picked a lot. If I'm being honest, you know. Right. I did pick you last week. So. Right. That's I'm why glad I didn't I, pick James. That makes sense. And I didn't want to be picked, so I'm glad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's like, you know, I would just make fun of the second half of the album. So, I guess I'm the only one left. Uh, one sentence summary. 
there's two halves of this album, so something for everybody. <laughs> You'll find one half you like. That was, that, was good, uh, that was a good summary. If you if you don't like either half, um, there's something wrong with you. Sorry. Yeah. Go to the doctor ASAP. Get that looked at. <laughs> Speaking of, before we jump to the next thing, I've remembered to mention something that we always forget to mention. Um, because Zach said the word playlist. Oh, Everyone, yeah. if you're listening and you made it this far <laughs> and you don't know already, we have the uh, Club Club Hits playlist on Spotify where we pick a couple tracks from each album that we've done. Uh, so it's getting pretty long now. Uh, you can throw it on shuffle, mm-hmm. listen back to some tracks yep. from the history Great of the podcast. Playlists. It is it's a good playlist. Really, I honestly, listen to yeah, it. When, yeah. when you hear a song come on the playlist, like for me especially, I'm like, oh man, that's a good song. That's a good song. Every album, even albums that I maybe didn't like so much, when the song comes yeah. on the playlist, I, I tend to like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Fond memories now with Check all these that albums. Club, club <laughs> hits. You might have to search hard audio cables on Spotify to find it, but it should come up. Yeah. Yep. Club we don't have that uh, SEO up yet on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Who's picking next? We've actually, um, uh, it's me, actually. Dude, I'm stoked. This is this let's is get it. Yeah, exciting to pick. It. So we're traveling from Atlanta, Georgia, all the way around the world, back to Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. <laughs> um, Old. We're doing uh, the album "Much Love" by the band Microwave. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. Interesting. I I know this band a little bit but i haven't is this a ska ever band? listened to a full album it is this not no, they're a like band. emo right yeah, yeah they're like they're like in that vein yeah all right thank you for listening if you need anything anything club club at hardaudiocables.com if you'd like to follow Patrick or Hannah, I wish I could skateboard on Instagram. If you'd like to follow Hannah or myself, Hard Audio Cables on Instagram. If you'd like to follow Zachary, uh, the Cookie Monster 258 on Instagram. Did I get that right, everybody? I think I did. Good to go. Next week, we're listening to the let's album. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Um, we're listening to the album Microwave. By much love. Did I get that? <laughs> no, nope. that's the no. Backwards. The, the band. <laughs> We're ba- listening to the band Microwave by the album Much Love. <laughs> Nailed it. Close enough. Close enough. All right, we'll see y'all next week.